What's up guys, Dalton here. Before we hop into this episode of the PT Coffee Cast, I just wanted to touch base with you and say thank you. Thank you for tuning in. Whether this is your first time listening or you've been rocking with us since day one, we appreciate your support. Every like, comment, share, subscribe, whatever it is, truly does mean the world to us and it continues to push us to put out the best possible content for you guys. Before we hop in, I just want to talk to you about our partnership with Physio Network. Physio Network is on a mission to improve physiotherapy standards worldwide. They do this through their research reviews. If you sign up, you'll get 12 research reviews per month in both written and audio form. Articles are selected and appraised by industry experts such as Sandy Hilton, Mary O'Keefe, Tom Goom. Um, former PT Coffee Cast guests such as Teddy Wilsey, Sam Spinelli, Jared Hall, Tom Walters, and plenty more. They're clinically relevant and recently published, and they take less than five minutes to read one review, saving you hours of work. This also solves that problem that we all struggle with. How do we stay up to date with the research? Physio Network has you covered. They also give you access to a members-only Facebook group, and you can do quizzes that will get you CEU points. They got it all. If you guys are interested in trying out Physio Network, you can start your seven-day free trial now by using the link in the show notes or our bio on Instagram. This will give you the option to play around, see what you like. Do you like listening? Do you like reading? And just seeing the amazing content that they give you guys, and then you will join because Physio Network is amazing. We'd love to hear from you guys. If you have signed up for Physio Network, please let us know how your experience has gone. We'd love to hear, and we can pass on that information to them. Also, we are super pumped to finally announce the release of the Movement Coffee Club. What is this, you ask? This is a way that you guys can continue to connect and support the PT Coffee Cast community. So we have three clubs available for you guys. We have the Espresso Club, which each month you will get a personal message from Will and myself thanking you for the support the second club we have is the cafe club where you get everything in the espresso club as well as a shout out on an episode put on the list of the coffee club supporters and a bonus episode each month and then lastly we have our favorite club the mug club you get everything in the first two clubs as well as a pt coffee cast mug a monthly coffee subscription of our own coffee blend and a monthly mug club zoom call the reason why we put this club out is we want to continue to develop ways that we can connect with you guys the community as well as have an opportunity for you to support us um, show us some love and allow for us to continue to develop and put out the best possible content you guys can support us for as little as three dollars a month this money is going to go directly back into the podcast for new things like audio equipment video equipment for better video content merch coffee everything's going to go back into the pt coffee cast so we can continue to provide you guys with some pretty cool opportunities if you're interested in supporting us you can check the link in our bio on instagram at the pt coffee cast or at the movement pts and click the coffee club as well as in our show notes of each episode we'll have a link there for you to head over and join guys thank you so much for the continued support and we hope that you enjoy this episode of the pt coffee cast Welcome to the Movement PT Coffee Cast, where we sit down and talk about physical therapy, health, and whatever else comes to mind during our coffee-infused conversations. (laughs) 
What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the PT Coffee Cast brought to you by The Movement. My name is Dalton, and not alongside me as of yet is my beautifully bearded friend, William. He is off doing um, God's work right now. He's, he's working with the people, um, so he's going to join us uh, as soon as he can, but I'm going to kick it off. So as you guys know, we are doing our business series. So this is going to be episode two of the business series. We just wrapped up. If you guys have checked it out um, with Danny Matei, we're talking about all things sales. So if you haven't listened to that, I highly recommend you check it out. Um, but today we're going to dive into branding and marketing with the one and only Shante Cofield, also known as the movement maestro on Instagram. Um, she's a master at this. So we're excited to have her on to talk about it. I know she is also close with Danny, so she can attest to how awesome Danny is. But Shantae, welcome back to the PT Coffee Cast for the second time. My dude, thank you for having me yet again. And thank you for being so accommodating. You folks listening, my dudes were like, can you come on? And I was like, but I have like a weird schedule. And they were like, we will make it work, both of you. So thank you for taking the time. It's like very meta talking about business. And you're like, you actually just got done with a patient or booking a patient. Yeah. And Will's overdoing God's work. So this is awesome. Thank you for having me back. No problem. Yeah, a lot has changed since the last time we podcasted. I think I was in my closet and yes. we were in the, <laughs> we were in the process of building building our, our business that's now been up and running since August. So it's been like a wow. wild ride since uh since we last talked. Wow. Dude, it feels like it was yesterday. Holy smokes. Yeah. Congrats on the success and doing so much. Wow, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, it's probably like closer to a year ago. Yeah. Now that we were talking. I'm like, literally, I was like, oh, we talked like a few months ago. It yeah. was probably 12 months ago. Got it. <laughs> so before we dive into all the, the branding and marketing stuff, how's the volleyball going? Dude, I was trying to think. I was like, I should probably put my volleyball hat on today, but it's been raining here. Believe it or not, in SoCal, we get rain in winter. And so I haven't played since Saturday. I'm like going through withdrawals. I'm shaking a little bit, but it's amazing. I get to learn, you know, it's like when you get to be a student in something you like. And so it's not like, Oh, I'm in PT school. And like, I hate half the stuff we're learning. Like, this is all that I want to be doing. It's so fun. I get to be outside. I get to be on the beach. Life is good. Zero complaints. Yeah. And I know that was like a, it's a new skill that you're taking on and I can, I can relate. I'm trying to, uh, to do a triathlon and I've never Mm -hmm. swam before. So I'm in the process of oh. trying to learn how to swim, which is actually like, honestly, I haven't really said this, but it's terrifying to think about jumping in the yeah. water and trying to swim. Because you so. could literally die. <laughs> yeah. What? Wait. So when you said, when you go like, oh, I'm trying to do a triathlon I was like, and you're like, I haven't swam. I thought you meant like, oh, I haven't done open water swim. Like you don't know how to swim. I know how to float in like, okay. you know, if I was in a pool, like I could get from one end to the other okay. without feeling like I'm going to die. But if I was to actually like break out into a stroke, like I, I have no idea wow. like what I'm doing. So this is huge. I bet you're learning a ton, a ton in like just all the ways. Yeah. So it'll be fun. Like I can relate to trying, trying those new things, which I think it's always good to put yourself in those positions. Um, you know, and it can relate a lot to, to like starting branding and marketing and starting yeah. all that kind of stuff, right? Like putting Absolutely. yourself into uncomfortable, uncomfortable positions. So it's good. Absolutely. Wow. Please don't. Um, okay. I won't. But, uh, the first question I had for you is when did you, when did you start to realize the importance of identifying, you know, yourself as a brand? So 
I think it came about inadvertently and I almost hesitate to say to people, it's really important that you do this. Uh, I think it's really important that you just live authentically and your brand will develop from that. I think people go into things and they're like, I need a brand. It needs to have an acronym. Uh, I need to pick my colors. Uh, I probably need to get a logo and then they never start. All right. If we think about, you know, uh, symbols that we like, everyone kind of are universal, like the Nike swoosh that didn't come first. Right. The brand gets built, the, the, the ethos gets established from the, the, the people that within it. And then from there, the people start ascribing meaning to that logo or whatever it is. So for me, I think that, you know, my, my forte is, is a personal brand, uh, which I think is a little bit easier because at the end of the day, it's just be you show up as you, you are the brand. It's not about changing. It's not about, you know, trying to fit in and do things because people want to hear them. That's actually quite, quite gross. It is just being you, which is, you know, to answer your question directly, I think it's something that's always been important, largely uh, instilled in me by my mom, by my mom. Oh, there we go. Sorry. We lost you just for a second, but last thing I got was it was instilled to you by your mom. Um, and, you know, I, I totally agree with all that in terms of, you know, like just being authentically you and like putting that out there. I wonder if, you know, maybe defining or in your terms, defining the difference between branding and marketing, yeah, for um, sure. because I think those two things get mushed into one. Um, and I think maybe Absolutely. setting that would be, be helpful for people. Absolutely. So to me, marketing is implicitly or explicitly telling the story about what you or you know your your company uh is bringing to the table what you stand for uh what you can do for others right the problem that you solve that is marketing implicitly or explicitly telling that story advertising is typically the more explicit portion of that when you're like putting like physical things up to get your services and products in front of somebody uh, but marketing kind of, I put at the top, which is telling that story. Branding is largely just the more physical aspect of that, where you have a logo, you're like, you're leaving your actual mark, something to remember you by. By itself, branding is nothing. Branding only means something with the marketing. It only means something with that story that is behind it. So I think that people, you know, that are kind of intertwining them all in their head when they say it, branding, advertising, marketing, they are different. And I, I in my opinion, if you're going to pick one, then we're just going to focus on marketing, which is implicitly or explicitly telling that story about what you stand for, your company stands for, the problem that you solve, who do you help? Within that kind of implicit and explicitly telling things, I think the more important part is actually implicitly telling it. So the things that you're not saying, it's your actions. How are you showing up? Right? How are you delivering the services? So for the if you're if we're still doing brick and mortar, it's what does the place look like? Right? It is how do you meet people? How do you greet people? Right? What is the, the feel of that environment? What is the vibe? Do you remember people's names? That's implicit marketing. Right. We can say that like, you know, we have the best of this and this is the problem that we solve and this is how we're going to show up for you. But are you actually doing it? That's the most important part of, of marketing. Yeah, no, I think it's so good to put it that way because I'm, and I would be curious to hear what you think. Cause what I see now as of, you know, doing that, like building our story, building the brand and then layering in the advertising, like mm -hmm. 
do you, I wonder if people more have the brand, they want this beautiful yes. picture of what they represent. And then they think, okay, I just need to get to the Facebook ads and start putting yep. out the ads or the YouTube ads. And then they lose sight of like what you're calling marketing, which is just essentially telling your story when I think you would agree. And you just said this, but that would be the most important aspect of Named it all it. to you get it, down. it. Yeah, You nailed it. And I think, you know, I am never one to speak ill of social media. I love it. Uh, but you know, if we talk just about Instagram, it's largely visual. And so that's what people kind of, when they're starting, it's what they kind of just latch onto. And they think that having a business is about, and, you know, we see like really big businesses, we see Nike, we see, uh, you know, McDonald's. And so you kind of think about that. They may think about that thing first when they're not realizing that as a personal brand, the power is in, and, and the, the importance is in living your message, being the actual marketing. It's slow. It's not sexy. You know, it's part of the reason that like people kind of don't want to go to physical therapy, but they're like, I want, I'll go to chiropractic. Cause like I can hear a pop real quick, mm. right? Nothing to bad about chiropractic, but we see the differences there and how it's easier to sell one than the other. Whereas PT we're like, come, you have to work. It's going to take some time. You have to commit. You have to put in some work. And people are like, I don't, I don't know about all that. Totally. And I mean, telling that story and that marketing is a lot of hard work. Like when we started to put out like our new business and think about rebranding the movement, yeah. um, we worked with someone who was great because he made us dive into that story. And we spent months working on the story that we wanted to tell, what our values were, what we wanted yes. all that to be before we even saw one single visual thing of our brand. Um, awesome. And now uh, looking back, it was like, it's so key because everything that we discovered in that part led to what our brand looks like physically led mm -hmm. to what our space looks like yep. physically leads to the, to the way that yeah. we tell the stories Absolutely. in the, in the marketing context. So I think it's, it's super important to, to dive into that. If you're going to start a new brand or business. Amen. You got to know what your why is like, you know, if you don't have the funds and the time to, to, to hire someone and go do super deep, that's fine. I love that you did. And I, I also see that you did because you, you, both of you had a business and it's kind of a pivot. So it makes sense to be like, what do we actually want to build here? For those of you listening that maybe it's your first, your first shot and your first business, think about why it always goes back to why. And people are like, should I start an Instagram account? I'm like, okay, but why, what, what is your goal? Why are you on here? Because you want to help people, awesome. Then write that down and we revisit that every single time. And you ask yourself, am I showing up in this way that's congruent with my why? And then you can go from there. Yeah, for sure. Um, so what, what I want to dive into to next is just in the, the context of rehab, because we have a lot of, you know, physiotherapists, yeah. grads, you know, some other healthcare providers that listen to podcasts. Why do you think it's so important or do you think it's important for physio clinics to create that story or that brand? Absolutely. It is important. I love that you rephrase that to ask and like not have it be leading, but absolutely. I know that we're both in the same page with it. It is incredibly important. Why? Because we're in the business of trust. And that's how you're going to build trust with people is by forming that relationship and forming that connection, which should be built on solid, genuine uh, messaging. It's not like I'm just trying to put this out here because it's what you want to hear. It's not that I'm putting this stuff out here or doing this because it's what will make me money. Not that there's anything wrong with making money. It is that I want to help you and you are a human. 
We are 100% in the business of trust. Additionally, there are a lot of people doing this. I'm not going to say the market is saturated, but there's a lot of people doing this. And the number one way that you're going to differentiate yourself from another provider, another clinic is with your own ethos, your own messaging is by being you. We're all doing physio. We're all doing, you know, manual, manual therapy, like dry needling is dry needling. Like, yes, some people are more skilled at things, but what's truly going to separate you is you. What is your approach? How do people connect to you? How do you connect with people? And they're only going to see that if you, if you put that out there and if you know that and put that out there. Yeah. And and I've always been biased to believing that because obviously we've spent time building our, totally. our own brand and, and all that. But the coolest part for, for us, and I think Will would agree, is now that we're actually a physical business, right? We're seeing that come to fruition more than we ever knew it would, right? Like we moved into the clinic that we're at. Like there, if there's probably two physio clinics within like a rock's throw away from where mm-hmm. we are, right? So yep you know, what we realized was creating that brand and doing all of that stuff has allowed us to tell the story to the people that we want to see. And we're starting to have people come in and seek our services out based off of that stuff. Right. So it's, it's important, right? Like you, you need to separate yourself in a way and tell the message that you're trying to get out (laughs) to other people. And Will is, uh, is joining us. How's it going? Handsome guy just poked his head right in. Hello. <laughs> He's uh he got a fresh haircut too. Unfortunately, oh, I have not. Okay, look at this guy. I got the fade. Look at this guy. Mine's all tight. I'm going like the California hair. I like it. Like I'm like, that's beach volleyball. You're good. You look good. Both of you look good. What have you guys uh, been uh, chatting about? We just got talking about the uh the telling of the story and how important it is yeah. to or I asked I asked Shante why she or if she thinks that it's important to um, build a brand as like a rehab professional. And oh, she, she, she yeah. agreed, which Emphatically. I knew that she would. <laughs> I, I basically got done telling her how, you know, we've started to see that come full circle um, with what we did of building our brand when people are now seeking us out for our services specifically as we're surrounded by, you know, a couple other physio clinics that are just yeah. down the road, right? I think something we need to remember in general is that by nature, we as humans are social and we like community. We're always looking for to belong to something. I don't think that people are out walking around being like, I need a better physio. Like they're not doing that. Like they probably don't even know what better means. But when you create a, a brand with this, this ethos is strong, you show people this is what you can be part of and you reflect their values back to them, that's when they come to you, even though they weren't looking for something better. So suddenly you solve the problem that they didn't even really know that they had. Like they're gonna need, you know, physio for their injury or whatever, but I really strongly do not believe that people are like out scrolling Instagram or like walking down the street being like, I need a better one. But when they find it, they know, and they're like, holy smokes, this was missing. I didn't even know it was missing but I want to belong to this. I want to be a part of this. This is something bigger. This is something better. And I will tell my friends about this. I will tell my family about this because I want us to belong to this thing together. What do you think it is that makes people feel connected to something like, you know, with, with you, Mm -hmm. like I'm immediately drawn to your sweater, (laughs) right? right? The more you, I feel like there's something behind that. 
Uh, maybe you could talk about that. Like, what's that mean? I think that what people are drawn to is seeing themselves. I think it's shared values at the end of the day, right? I read a, an article. I don't know if it was an article. It was not an article. Let's be honest. It was a, like a blog post uh, from read an article. I read a blog post from from James Clear, and it was why facts don't change. Oh, our that opinions. was a good one. I read that too. Right, yeah. and we see it in real time. People would rather be quote unquote objectively or scientifically wrong than be associated with that group. Right. So, what is attracting us to one thing or another? It's the shared values is the common, you know, the common threads there uh, for us, you know, you and me, well, and being like, oh, I'm attracted to that is because some part of you likes bright, some part of you likes taking up space, some pipe, some part of you resonates with authenticity. And so, you know, I truly believe we attract what we are, not what we want. And so this is the messaging that I'm putting out. Dalton had asked earlier about, you know, marketing and branding what's the most important thing and i was like just being you because if for for a personal brand especially because you are the brand you are the marketing and you will attract more of you yeah and i mean even us not being a personal brand the brand is us it's exactly like, it's the, it is it's me will and don who's who's our the other owner of the of the business like yep it is us it is you it's just then projecting it out through the movement right absolutely so even when it comes back to a business it's the same it's the same it's thing the same it's, thing absolutely and i think i think instagram i'm always really even back to instagram i think social media has shown us the power of creating something whether it's a business for big business or a smaller business and having it giving it more of that uh, individual, if you will, feel. We see like the power that you know, an influencer has now. People want to be part of that thing. So if you do build a company and it does have, you know, multiple people that are running it, there is still that need to create this like individual identity, this ethos, this mantra, this is what we're about, this value system, because that's what's going to attract people. That's what people want to be a part of because they've gotten a taste of it. They realize like, yeah, I can have connection with this thing. Even though it's big, I can still have connection with this. I can still be a part of this thing. And I want to be a part of this thing. How do you like, how do you help people ask themselves those questions to like understand themselves and maybe what it is that they need to portray more? So one of the drills that I have people do in my intensive is list out 20 values they hold but i don't frame it as that because people it's kind of like what the hell does that mean uh <laughs> i will frame it as uh, and you just kind of like flip it so that people understand like about my brand and i'm like if you were to finish the sentence the movement maestro is or the movement maestro stands for 20 20 times fill that and so then i'd say and i want you to flip it and now say the movement is the movement stands for and for people that are really struggling i'll be like okay what don't you stand for write that down first and then we're just going to pull from the opposite because people know that. Right? And then we'll just pull from the opposite. And when I say 20, people at first are like, what? That's so many. And then they're like, oh, that's actually fine. I, I can, can do that. So I will typically have them start off with something simple like that, a simple list. If people want to do a bit more, like they have a specific um, like project or something that they're doing. So I do this again also in my intensive. I stole this from Danny, who I think stole it from maybe precision nutrition. I don't know, but, um, we're all just borrowing. Let's just say yeah, borrowed yeah. it from them. Uh, but I call it the five deep drill. 
And I will have people write out whatever the thing is that they want. If they're like, I want to start an Instagram account. I want a hundred thousand followers. I want to make a hundred thousand dollars, whatever. It doesn't matter. And then I have them answer why. Right. So then they'll be like, because then I can talk to more people. Okay, cool. And then I have them answer, ask themselves, why do I want that? And I need them to do that five times. And so by the end of that, they typically get most people typically get to a deeper why for something. And then they can, then they have now have tangible things that they can be looking back on as they go through and they do things. And then I can have them just look back at that. So the 20, the 20 uh, values, if you will list, I have them hang it up. And I'm like, are you living that is what you're doing consistent with that? If not, okay, then we probably need to, to change and reevaluate why, why is it not? But you just said, this is what you stand for. And these are your values. So it's very simple. They're like, are, is everything congruent? And do we see that, you know, circling back to what we said earlier, do we see that congruency between what you are implicitly and explicitly telling? Is your marketing congruent? And yeah, that, that totally makes sense. And it just, it just comes back to like what we were talking about before the one, the, the next question I have for you is um, I was reading through your Instagram and mm-hmm. there was something you post on there and it kind of, it, it resonated with me. It was talking about how IG is a terrible strategy for generating in-person yeah, um, very bad. local business. And I would love to hear you expand on that because this is something that um, my mindset shifted around it as we've started to open our business and try to generate more local presence. Yeah, I just, well, from like a purely like technical standpoint, you can't geo-target unless you're running an ad, then fine. Okay, Facebook ads. But you can't like geo-target on there and be like, I just want this message to be seen by people that are in my town. So your message just goes out there to people that have shared interests, right? That's one of the reasons that I think Instagram is so good. The algorithm, whatever it is, it kind of insulates you because it has like like attracting like, and you're not gonna get some like radical thing just pops up on your screen, right? It's friends, your friends, like people like us attract people, people like us do things like this, right? We attract what we are. And so you kind of like are just in this same ecosystem of, of stuff. So it's not just gonna be shown to someone randomly. If we think about a business, right? Businesses are built on solutions to problems. That means that your customer has a problem. This then we have to be thinking, oh, is our, is our customer searching for this thing? Do they have the same likes and are they scrolling for this? I am not really convinced that the average person is on Instagram being like, let me search for PT and physio and things like that. So there's no reason for you, your stuff to pop up on there. Instead, you are going to be shown to other people who like what you like, which oftentimes for providers, because of the language they use as well, is other providers. So I'm like, you have to change what you're saying a little bit because that's who's on there. That's who's out there learning, looking to learn more. That's who's, that's who's out there wanting to read about hip flexors and, you know, angles of insertion every day. And the nervous system, like the general public isn't, isn't really doing that. So do I think it is something nice to have? Like, do I go to, do I personally look at someone, something's Instagram or business's Instagram before I go there? Yes, but that's also because that's my value, part of my value system. Do I think the average person is doing that? No. Is it different for paid traffic? Yes. But you still want to use it organically first and see what gains traction. And then you build your paid strategy off of that. Because you got to see what's that, what are the fish biting? 
you can't just be like, oh, they think they're going to want this. Like, no, put stuff out there. See what if even if it's a person that's like I, they're coming in, uh, they hit you up remote, but they want that actual physio service. That means that that content is good and attracts them. So then that becomes part of your paid traffic strategy. And then you can geotarget and be like, I'm going to run this more locally. But your best bet for local traffic is, you know, Rona allowing is to pound the pavement and, and make these local relationships. Yeah, I think that's where sometimes the way that people view the marketing now, when you see people on socials, they think that it's the other way around where it's like, oh, I got to create all this content, which it's good in conjunction, especially when we're talking local. It's like, you got to get out there and start putting your face out there. Yeah. You know, we had to do that heavy when we opened ours and obviously coronavirus threw that for a loop, but like we did <laughs> webinars, we did everything possible to connect with the local yeah. community and give them value. Um, because we knew that that was what was going to help us. And then, you know, social is just Absolutely. a layer on, on top of it. And I think Will can it. speak to this a little bit. We've had to make a shift in how we put out our content on social, because again, we went from being just like this digital brand mm -hmm. speaking to most likely other practitioners to now using Instagram to tell our story to the people that we want to come in. Yeah. So that had to shift. Yeah. And I know we kind of worked through some stuff and Will's been doing a really good job of, mm changing that have you I gotten like, any pushback from that not really no because i think the way we've always put out content has been to be very like simplistic in the sense that you know even practitioners who are reading it are reading it because it's an easy way to explain like a, a topic that yeah. they may even actually use for their own clients is like kind of how we always try totally. to put out our content totally. so then now when we put it out it's a little bit different but it's still speaking the same kind of language gotcha. i think totally i've started to view it like and i feel like where you're kind of going is is this in a sense it's like i view it different like it's not uh intended to get clients really like it does sometimes like mm -hmm. it definitely does but uh it's more like enhancing the engagement of the tribe yeah. Yeah. it's like when we meet people there's a place for them to hang out and for us to continue to connect with them so that's yeah. kind of like how totally. i've started to view it totally i love that it doesn't come off thirsty i i love that I think that when people have that as when people have connection, support, giving as their why, they do much better. Not that there's, you know, those folks listening, not that there's anything wrong with making money, making sales, getting people in, there's nothing. But when you have your why and your metric that you're following and tracking as connection, engagement, support, you will succeed when you have your metrics that you're following, the only ones you're following as like conversions and, and people coming in, especially from social media, you will stop so quickly because it doesn't happen overnight. If it does happen, it takes a really long time. Mm -hmm. uh, so I love that that is the way that you're viewing it. I love that. It's like what you were saying about the whys and the values and stuff. I don't think people realize how important that is because like one, like it, it you can try to be authentic, but like, what are you trying to, you need yeah. something to go off of. Yeah. Right. And then I yeah. also feel like that really helps you actually, you don't need to think about content as much because no. you're just being, you're just being you those things, right. Those values. And it blows you. my mind. Well, I do business coaching and I love it. And sometimes I'm just like, 
I don't want someone to pay me for me to tell them to be themselves. Like I just, I get that they need help with that. And, you know, the investment is, as, as Emma would say, the investment is part of the transformation. But for some people, I'm like, literally all you need to do is go and be yourself. And they struggle with that. It's so hard for some people. And I get it. Like, there's a lot of reasons why, but it does take, is this, you know, does take me back. And I, I totally agree that content and showing up there, and that's why I do it so much because it is easy. Because it is just like, I'm just telling my story. I'm just being myself. And it's like, hey, this is this thing helped me. I'm going to share it. This thing helped someone that I worked with. I'm going to share it. I want to maybe dive into like a couple tangible things people could take away. I know you mentioned doing like the, the, the values things and then the five deep whys. But let's say, you know, people have their why's intact. They've spent time figuring out what their story is. They've started to still tell their story that aligns with their brand visually. What are some things that you have people do from a marketing standpoint to like keep engaging with clients? Like I know, for example, I'm part of your newsletter. You do a newsletter. Like, is there anything that you really have people focus on when they're starting out um, and what they could maybe start to do tomorrow to, to do better with that? I would say one of the hardest things that people need to do, and I struggled with me a long time, is to niche down. And niching down is not based on who you help. It's actually based on the problem you solve. And inherently, that's going to bring in a different, bunch of different type of people. And I say that as this as the tangible first step because it allows you to have a more targeted and focused approach with things. And this way, the messaging that you're delivering is consistent. And whether whatever platform you put it on, like, yes, from like a, again, tactical standpoint, I would love for a digital um, business to have digital presence across different mediums. I think everyone should have a podcast. I think everyone should have a newsletter. You need some sort of website because it's like creepy if you don't. It doesn't have to be like remarkable, but like <laughs> if I search you and nothing comes up, I'm kind of like, what happened? Like, it's true. It's true. It's like a page is fine. Uh, so I do kind of think that blogging is going to come back. Honestly, I'm like kind of like hedging my bet there, uh, mainly because I think people get a little bit of screen fatigue from Rona and being on zoom so much. So I think that, you know, I haven't ventured over into clubhouse, uh, but I think they have a leg up because there is no visual component and people are like, I watch them all the time. But for those people that are more visual learners, it's not a good platform because you can only listen. So I do think that blogs may have a comeback of resurgence, which can be easy of cross cross, you know, posting things of like, take the content from your long ass Instagram post and just put that as a blog. Um, but I do believe that, you know, tactically people need to have, uh, they should have a podcast. I think it's a great way to start, you know, making connections with other people. I'd love to see them have a social media, something, uh, and love to see them have some sort of website, but first and foremost, what is the problem that you solve? Businesses are built on solutions to problems, not just hopes and dreams. I want you to be passionate about this thing, but the more targeted and direct and specific you can get with the problem that you solve, then suddenly you can look to, to attract more of those kinds of fish because you're putting out that bait. You're solving those problems on all these different platforms. When you go to pitch yourself to try and get more eyes, let's say if you're going to put yourself to be on a podcast, you have to say like, what value are you bringing? How are you going to help their audience? Is it the same audience that you actually would help? So you have to know what's the problem I solve. And then next step, who do I solve it for? So 
first steps would be as simple as that. Like having a business, people get like all caught up in everything. You literally just need to be like, I, this is the problem I solve. This is who I solve it for. This is how I solve it. You start there, you get reps, and then you will probably learn your no and kind of go in a different direction. So clearly I started off doing physical therapy. My original target audience was CrossFitters. And I was like, I'll help them with pain and mobility. They did not choose me, thankfully. Uh, and I still was doing, you know, physical therapy, but it was more on the educational side to other providers. And then from there, it's gone down to the business coaching side. But again, having a set problem that you solve and how do you solve it? It can be really difficult for brick and mortar providers to do this because as they, as they go into the digital space, because when you're a brick and mortar, you treat who comes through your door or who can come through your door. Yes, maybe some people will fly in if you're, you know, a big name, but you're more of a, dra a jack of many trades. Whereas when you are in the digital space, you get to choose who you help. You get to choose the problem that you solve. So it can be very difficult for providers, in-person providers moving into the digital space, but I would have them. And I do have them in my, my stuff. I have them work on that first, knowing that, yes, it will change. It's fine, but I just need you to have something and then get started. Yeah. No. And I think we're, I think everyone's always looking for like that tactical playbook. That's just like, it's not really, it's not what it's about. Like it's even when you bring that, even when I bring that question up, it like, it always goes back to like, okay, well, what's your niche and like, yeah. who are you trying to, what problem are you trying to solve? It's not, okay. You need to post this on Instagram, yeah, and this, exactly. this, which there are ways. And I know you talk about this in, in some of your things, there are ways that you can enhance those things, yes. but that would be after you dive into all of the things that you just mentioned. 100%. Um, and then the rest of it is just like, you choose your medium. And then I think after that, for, for us of what we've seen is like consistency is just showing it's up deep. on those platforms. Um, and it's, it's going to lead to success. Everything. The one thing I wanted to comment on before I ask you the next question though, is that idea of like the brick and mortar thing being harder and being more of a jack of all trades. I think what we've realized is, if you do have the why behind what you want to do, you've set that out in your story, you've put it through your branding, you've put it through your marketing, you can actually control yeah. who comes in more, oh, yes. more than you think. Like, And it's been interesting for us to see that start to happen. Now, do we get people that may not be like target for who we want to treat? Of course, but it goes a long way to have all those things aligned yes. to getting those people to come in. Absolutely. You'll, you'll attract people based on that, on their values. Uh, but you will, it's, you couldn't, you would be really hard pressed to be the thumb guys and have a successful <laughs> business in person, but you could do it online. True. You yeah. could be the SI joint superstar and probably like do really well online, honestly. But just from a pure numbers perspective, you don't have, there's not enough people with thumb problems right. where you live coming to see you probably to like make things sustainable but totally agree that you will then, you know, be able to kind of niche down based on that value, based on those values for sure. I love that. It's a great point. I get what you're saying. Like the reach is obviously greater on Instagram or on digital because you could work with any people anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. So the problem, the problem that you solve, you can really be refined with on online. Whereas in person, it's going to be more of like who you kind of work with. What is the person type? What is that? What is their value system? But maybe it's a back, it's a neck pain, it's a shoulder, it's a knee. You could specify, you know, niche down a bit more, but what I've seen from, you know, my ortho background is like, you're going to get varied there. And ideally you get those similar types of people and that's your, 
your more niche down portion. So do you feel like you need to be more specific in the digital space? Yes. Like, yeah. You have to, you have to like, and when I say you have to, I don't mean like you're going to die if you don't do it, but <laughs> if you're trying to like get traction and not just be spinning your wheels, being more pointed is, is more better. Right? People, people are not so great at reading between the lines. People are not so great at inferring that like, okay, I see that and that could help me. They typically want it to be spelled out. This is for your problem. This could help your problem. So if you're not saying that, your people, then they may like you a lot, but they're not going to necessarily consider you an expert or, or, you know, there's a little bit of trust that's lacking. You know, we said in the very beginning, we're in the business of trust. And so people are a little bit more hesitant. Whereas if you're specific with what you do, and it doesn't like have to be like, I work on, you know, the PIP joint of, don't have to say that much. But if you can be, you know, I'm thinking I had Carrie Pagliano on my podcast the other day, and she has niched down into like postpartum return to run. That's pretty specific there. And she started out more kind of here. And again, I just want you to get started with something. And then as you go, you learn your know, you start treating people. It stops being like, who can I help? And it moves into who am I the best at helping? Who do I really want to help? Because you can choose that in the digital space. And I also feel like those people are searching. Yes. Yes, they are. If someone has a knee problem, they're searching knee exercises. Like, so my, my dude, Ben Patrick, knees over toes guy, brilliant model. He really started niching down and he blew up. He wasn't like, well, I could do this, do this. I can do this. He was like, I help your knee pain. That's it. And here's my approach. And he's doing very, very, very well. So yes, I totally agree. They, they are searching for a solution to that specific problem. If there's one thing you could go back and do earlier or start doing sooner, or I don't want to say different, but something along those lines, what, what would that be? Collecting emails. Oh man, that's mine too. Honestly, from, a, from this <laughs> podcast too. And we still don't do the best job at it, but like, Totally agree. Yeah. Collect, collecting emails. Like yeah. I did it kind of haphazardly when I was teaching for rock tape, I would just literally hand out a piece of paper at the courses I taught. And I'd be like, I didn't even have a newsletter. And I was just like, Hey, if you want to be on my email list, I won't spam you. You can like, you know, get off anytime, just write your name and your email, like literally handwrite it. And I just like carried these papers around. And then finally, when I started one, I had my VA Lex, I like sent, it was like, a stack this big and I scanned them and I was like, I'm sorry, can you type these in? I'll pay a million dollars to put all these names in from a million years ago. But I would have started sooner. Like that's the only thing that you quote unquote own. That's the only maintained connection that you have with your audience. It, social media is the is amazing. I absolutely love it. I think that's the, you know, one of the hands up that uh, brick and mortar in, in person has is that you have connection. Like you have their phone number, you have email, you have something because they came into your clinic and like you had some sort of something. Whereas if you just have interaction with someone and they could be your number one fan on Instagram, if Instagram dies, if your account dies, if your account gets shut down, what do you do? Yeah. No, I love it. That's great. Um, to wrap up, why don't you just let people know where they can, can find more about you? I know you got a lot of awesome stuff with like your Instagram intensive, your webinars, like your Instagram page. So yeah, easiest thing uh, for you folks is just to go on Instagram. You can find me at the movement maestro, 
Uh, Maestro is spelled M-A-E-S-T-R-O. And like Dalton said, if you go to link in the bio, there's everything in there. There's a free webinar on marketing. I'm um, actually had a lot of fun doing that um, for that same question you asked earlier, because people are like, what, what is the difference between marketing and branding and advertising? So there's a free, free webinar on there. There's a bunch of webinars uh, in that link in the bio. You can find out about all the stuff I run, the coaching I do, Instagram intensive and things like that. But Instagram is the easiest. Slide on, the, on into the DMs. I'd love to chat. Yeah. And we can attest to those webinars. Like I've been part of, I think a couple of them that you put out, like watching the replays and like it's top quality information. So if anyone's looking for like good stuff and like, you know, you have some paid, you have some free, it's like everything that I've consumed, which has been both versions has been like amazing. So check it out. Um, You won't be disappointed, but Shante, thank you so much for your time coming on and dropping your knowledge as always. It's, we could probably continue to go on for hours. This stuff hypes me up, but yeah, we got to get on with, with the rest of our day. And I know you do too. So thank you very much for your time. Both of you handsome sirs. Thank you again. I know you had to like rearrange schedule and do things and you had to pause the Lord's work to come and do this. So (laughs) thank you. I truly, truly appreciate it. I appreciate everything you're doing. Just thank you. Awesome. Thanks Shante. Before you guys head out, we want to take a moment to tell you about the movement coffee club. So the Movement Coffee Club is a new way that you guys can continue to be supportive of the PT Coffee Cast as well as be ingrained into the community. So we have three clubs for you. We have the Espresso Club, which if you join that club, you will get one message from me and Will a month saying thank you for all of your support. The second club is our Cafe Club. Here you'll get everything in the first club as well as a shout out on the show, put on a list of Coffee Club supporters, and you'll get one bonus episode from us a month that no one else is going to get. Lastly, our favorite club, the Mug Club. In this club, you're going to get everything in the Espresso Club, everything in the Cafe Club, as well as a PT Coffee Cast mug, a monthly PT Coffee Cast coffee subscription to our official blend, and a monthly Mug Club Zoom call. So if you guys ever wanted to support the PT Coffee Cast, show us some love, say thank you for all of the things that we've done. We'd love for you guys to do it this way. It just helps us continue to grow, put out better content, have more amazing conversations with hype guests like the one that you're listening to right now, and allows us to level up our content. So you can join the Coffee Club by checking the link in the show notes or the link in our bio on Instagram. Thanks for tuning into this episode, and we look forward to keeping you guys coffee infused.